Ketuvot Daf Tzadi Zayin Amud Bet, caring about a former wife, Grusha Lo Ichpatle. So that the relationship between a, a person and their former wife is an interesting one because legally the relationship has ended. Um, what about emotionally? Does, does the relationship end in the same way? Are there any responsibilities? Are there no responsibilities? Uh, so l- let's have a look at that in our sugya today. So we have a machlekes Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon at the bottom of the Tzadi Zayin Abud Aleph about a case where an almana, a widow, needs to realize cash in order to either support herself, uh, in other words, her deceased husband owes her cash to take care of herself, to provide her with food, or to pay out her ketuvah. He's undertaken to give her a lump sum in the, the form of a ketuvah. He's died, the estate is all tied up, she needs to sell assets in order to release cash to enable her to live. Does she have to do that in front of a base din or not? Normally the din is, if you're going to try and extract uh, assets, cash, from, from another person, you do that in front of a beit din. Uh, what about in this case? So the Mishnah says, She doesn't have to go to Beisdin. She can sell the assets without Beisdin. She doesn't have to do it in front of a court of law. I understand that if she, is, or if she was already married with Nisuin, completely married, to the point where the husband was responsible to support her, uh, because there had already been a, chupa, a complete chupa, a complete nisuim, I understand that we don't want her to go to the trouble of Beisdin. She's got to support herself. She's got to eat. But if she's only in Almanamina Irusin, that means he died before he had a chance to marry her fully. She was only betrothed as an Arusa, and he's not yet responsible to, to feed her. She's not responsible for her food yet. In that case, all she's going to claim is the lump sum of the ketuvah. That should surely be in front of a Beisdin. Why? Why are they concerned about her not going through the bureaucracy of a Beisdin? It's not urgent. If it's Mizonot, I understand it's urgent. But if it's just to get her Ketuvah, it doesn't matter if she goes through a Beisdin. Why not? Amar Ula Mishum China. There are two views that are given. The first one is Ula, which is because of the Chain of a, of a woman. I refer you back to two weeks ago to pay Dalad Amud Aleph. And it's an important shir to re-listen to. Not just for the purpose of this, just because it was an important shir altogether, where we looked at three interpretations of the idea of chen, and we said chen means the inner tranquility that comes from security. And there were three different perushim. There was Rabbeinu Hananel, whose, whose perush was so that men would find her attractive, so give her a competitive ed- edge, make it easy for her to have some wealth base that men would want to marry her so that she could remarry. And we had the Kuntrus Magensa, the view of Rabbeinu Gershom, uh, that, it was, that she should be committed to her husband. She, she feels secure enough to be able to love her husband and serve her husband and be there for him in every way. And we had the view of Rashi, which was that Chen means that she would be willing to remarry. She's not afraid of losing, of risking her financial independence. So those were various things, that the, the reasons for the Takanat Chachamim, where the Chachamim made it easier for her to 
to get what she's deserving of so that she shouldn't have any fear and she should feel secure. And those same views apply here where we talk about Chena. So Ulu says the reason we don't want her to go through Beisdin is because of Chen, because the Chachomim were concerned she, she should never be worried that in order to get a Ksuba she's going to have to go through loops. She needs to know that she can access it easily. Rabbi Yochanan says it's not a Takanat Chachamim. This is in, because a person when the husband gave her the rights to the ksuba, he doesn't want her to have to go through the indignity of a claim in court. So implied in his contract is, this must be easily accessible to you. Maybe now the Gemara says, what's the difference between these two views? The difference would be a divorcee. But here we're talking about a widow. What happens if she's a divorcee and she's trying to claim her kasuba money? So there, if it's because of chen, then it's a takanat chachamim. The, the Rabbonin legislated that because of chen, because of her inner security and tranquility, it's important she shouldn't have to go through all these, all these hoops to try and, uh, and get her ksuba. So that would apply to a divorcee as well. We want the divorcee to be able to remarry uh, just as well. Uh, but if it's about a man doesn't want his wife to have to go through the indignity of claiming, if she's a grusha, he doesn't care about her indignity anymore, uh, and, and therefore she should have to go to, to, to bait in. So that's the, the Gemara that we've got. What our, our focus is going to be the difference between this Gemara, the Bavli, and a parallel sugya in the Yerushalmi. Uh, and in the parallel sugi in the Yerushalmi, there's another, another level is, is brought. So our Gemara says quite clearly that in the case of a grusha, of a divorcee, he's not worried about her indignity. He's got no responsibility. She's got to take care of herself at that point, and it's, she, he doesn't have those same feelings. The, the Yerushalmi tells us that Kashem she'adam chasal kavod almanuto kachasal kavod grushato. That's not correct. That just as a person is concerned about his almona, he's concerned about his gurusha, about his divorcee, the covet, the dignity of his, of his divorcee. Why? Because of the posuk in Yeshayahu of Mibsarchal Lotitalem Zu Grushato. When it says in, the, in Yeshayahu, where we've got the posuk on the top of the next page of the, of the sources, when it says Mibsarchal um, Lotitalem, don't hide yourself away from the needs of your flesh. And there we're told, uh, Rashi and the Mitzudot say, Mikrovecha, this means your relatives. What kind of relative? Says the Yerushalmi, it's your ex-wife. Where might you be mitalem? Where might you hide away from your responsibilities? Your ex-wife is where you might hide away. Says the, the Yerushalmi, you're not allowed to hide away. You've got to confront and, and take care of those responsibilities as well. And then the Gemara gives, the Yerushalmi gives a, a, a tragic story of, of Rabbi Yossi Haglila, Glili, who was married to an impossible wife. These things happened even in the times of the Tanaim. There were marriages that weren't successful. Um, and Rabbi Yossi Aglili was involved in one such marriage. Um, Rabbi Loza ben Azariah says to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, his colleague, Rabbi Loza ben Azariah says, you need to get rid of this woman. You can't live. It's not This is not the way she treats you is undignified. You can't live with a woman like this. Says Rabbi Yossi Aglili, I can't afford to divorce her. We've got, a, 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 we've got an expensive ksuba. The cost of divorcing is too high. I can't afford it. So he says, we'll, we'll, make, we'll raise the money. Don't worry about the money. We'll make sure that you can divorce her. They raise the money and he divorces her. Uh, she then remarries. She marries a, a security guard. Um, he falls on bad times, and in fact, he becomes blind. 
So she now has to lead him around the town to raise money, to knock on the doors and collect money. It's a tragic scene. Rabbi Yossi Aglili's ex-wife with her new husband who's now poor and blind and she's taking him from door to door to raise money. They have one, one particular time, they come and he says to her, look, we've, we've done the whole town. The, there's nowhere else to go. We've got, got, we collected no money, but there's nowhere else to go. There's one area, one street we haven't gone to. I can't go there because it's where Rabbi Yossi Aglili lives. Uh, and the, so, so she says, I can't go and ask my ex-husband for, for money. That's not, not, not possible. They get into an argument and Rabbi Yossi Aglili overhears their argument. And they're arguing in the street. He's saying we need to find somewhere to go. And she's saying, I can't go to Rabbi Yosek Lili. His heart breaks and he gives them a home. He finds a home for them and he puts them up and pays for them for the rest of his life, for the rest of their life. Rabbi Yosek Lili takes care of them. And he did it. And they listened, they used to hear her crying at night, even after Rabbi Yosef Aglili gave her a home. And she would say, And the Korban Aede explains that what she used to cry and say is, I preferred the suffering I had outside of my body when I used to come home from having gone around house to house and being beaten up by my husband. This is all physical, physical abuse and I could take that. But this, this internal abuse of having to be supported by my ex-husband, by Rabbi Yossi Aglili, that's even more painful for me. I'm suffering even more from that than I am from the, the, the abuse that I had before. But that's what Rabbi Yossi Aglili said from there. So here we see in the Yerushalmi clearly that there's, uh, as it says, shadam He's concerned about the dignity of his, of his former wife and should be because that's pshat in the posuk of says the Yerushalmi. There are those who want to try and say that there isn't really a machloket Yerushalmi and Bavli, that we're talking about different degrees of concern. There's a difference between this woman who's begging and has nowhere to live and the case of our Gomorrah, where it's just a question of we're going to put you through the bureaucracy of a Beisdin or not. But I would suggest there is a Machlokas Yerushalmi in Bavli because of the words in the Yerushalmi where it says, It's the same. Almanayin Grusha, when it comes to concern of, the, of a man for his wife, whether she becomes an Almana, whether she becomes a widow or a divorcee, that concern for her dignity stays. And should stay because of Mibsarcha al Titalem, says the Yerushalmi. The Bavli says not. What is the Machlokit Bavli in Yerushalmi? And it seems to be a fascinating one. Uh, and again, I urge you to, to do the comparison with the, the, the Shir on Daf Peydalad Amadalev. Uh, and by the way, when you're trying to look back on the, on the podcast, it's not always easy to find an old Shir. But we've got the website, the uh, matmonim.org, where you can find the, uh, the Shirim are very well. Uh, ordered and filed and you can find any shoe that you need or on the app on the Rabbi David Lappin app it's also divided clearly you can find a, a particular daf on anything we've done very very quickly let's turn uh, turning over the page of, of the source sheets Yeshayahu in the Posuk in Yeshayahu Mibzachal Titalem the Malbim says 
he says this part of the posik is talking about clothing and he says don't think that you're taking the clothing off your own back and you're giving it to a stranger the Malbim's view is is a law for humanity it's an unbelievable Malbim this is not for your relative for your ex-wife or for your cousin or even for your fellow Jew, Mibsarcha al Titalem is humanity, every human being. Because at the end of the day, we're from Basar Echad, we're one, we're one organism, we're one humanity. And if, the, if another person needs something so desperately, don't turn aside. You're not taking from yourself to give to somebody else. It, it's Rakilu Netatoa Basarcha. By clothing this stranger, it's the same as clothing yourself, there's no difference. Even if the, the stranger is a guy, it doesn't matter. Somebody who's distant from you, have no connection with. Because we are all connected. It's an unbelievable Malbim. Rashi says, Mibsachad means your relative. So we have the Malbim who says it means all of humanity. We have Rashi who says it means your relative. But let's go further. Where's this idea of Mibsachad, that the stranger is part of your own flesh? Let's go back to Breshis of Hayula Basarechad. This comes closer to the Yerushalmi. When the Yerushalmi says, it's talking about your former wife. So this is in, in marriage it's talking about. Where do we get that from? From the original posuk, which is, and there we have a machlokis, Rashi and Ramban, as to what the word means. And I would suggest that's also the machlokis, Bavli and Yerushalmi. What does Rashi say is the Vayula Basarechad? Because they have a baby together. They have children together. And in that, there's the combination of, of genes and, and DNA into one new human being. So they are one. They create a one, one human being. That's Vayula Basarechad. The Ramban says that's ridiculous because in that case, animals would have the same. Animals also, there's a combination of DNA into a, into a new little being. And that doesn't make them lebasar echad. We don't see that there's any kind of lebasar echad in the animal world. So Vanachon Benai says the Ramban. This is about the emotional connection between husband and wife, which is unique to human beings. Because when a man chooses a wife, he wants the, the wife, he's attracted to the wife, he falls in love with the girl. And he wants her companionship all the time. He wants her to be with him all the time. That's Vahayu lebasar echad. So if we analyze one of the differences between Rashi and the Ramban, what would be the case in the, with an ex-wife? With a, a man gets divorced, are they still Basar Echad or not? Well, if they created children together, according to Rashi, that relationship of Basar Echad doesn't evaporate when they get divorced. There's still a oneness of Basar. And one understands that the Malbim goes so far as to say there's a oneness of Basar with all of humanity. According to Rashi, it doesn't go so far. It's a husband and wife, but it extends beyond the marriage. Even after the marriage, that oneness of being is still there. You can't take it away. But according to the Ramban, where the oneness is an emotional oneness, a desire to be together, that's no longer there. There's no longer a desire to be there. So according to Rashi, it's a permanent oneness. And according to the Ramban, it's a oneness dependent on their emotional connection. So there's, there's a machlokis between the Rashi and the Ramban. That would, it would appear is also the difference between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. According to the Yerushalmi, what is Mibusachal Otitalem Zugrushato? So the Yerushalmi would then be learning like, like Rashi, that once a man and a woman have been married, they are Basar Echad forever. That doesn't go away, and there's a responsibility. Rabbi Yossi Aglili expresses his responsibility to his ex-wife, even though she's no longer his wife. Al-Gamorah says, once there's a divorce, there's no longer a need 
to be concerned for the dignity of the woman. Now, what about Mibsarchalot Italem? Our Gemara learns like Rashi that Mibsarchalot Italem learns like the Ramban, not like Rashi. Mibsarchalot Italem is while there's an emotional connection, you have a responsibility to take care of her dignity. Once there's no more, that is no more Basarechad. Now you're two separate individuals and she takes care of her own identity, and that might be the understanding of the difference between the Babylonian and the Rishani. Uh, what about, uh, what about, uh,